Welcome to the Flow and Freedom Show. I'm your host, Avril Anderson, coach and mentor to female founders and visionary leaders who are ready to unleash their full potential and live their most prosperous and empowered lives. In Flow and Freedom Show, we're going to be covering all things personal expansion, business expansion, and unlocking your innate power, your authenticity, and allowing yourself to be who you really are. So in today's video, I am going to be diving into with you the five key types of self-sabotage that are keeping you stuck in your business, that are keeping you at the level that you are ready to break through to the next level, that is keeping you in that cycle of starting and stopping, starting and stopping. And I'm going to be covering the top five today. And then we will be going in to look at why exactly these five things are at play in your business. So I have my notes in front of me because I really want to make sure that we cover everything in this video because self-sabotage is one of the biggest limiting factors, one of the key issues that I see when clients come to me and they really are very clear on what it is they want to achieve. So they do have a sense of clarity about the next level, about what it is they're trying to do, the vision they have for the business. And they tend to be in a state of frustration. Let me know if this sounds familiar for you. A state of frustration they're like, why am I not just doing the thing that I know that I want, that I know that I desire? And really, when we peel it all back, self-sabotage is always at play somewhere in that cycle of behavior. So the first type of self-sabotage we're going to be jumping into is procrastination. This is one that most people, when I say to them, what is your self-sabotage style? So I'll say to them, what's your most common self-sabotage style? And they'll say to me, procrastination, for sure. And I mean, we all... Every single person, I don't think I've ever met anyone that hasn't suffered from procrastination in some way or form in their business. And it's that little part of us that when we go to do a task that we've already probably been putting off, or we need to do something that we've been called to do, we say, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And then we lift our phones or we find something else to do. Um, Every time you put off the task, though, you're actually literally pushing, you know, the goal further away. And I know you know this. You're actually limiting your growth and you're stifling your success. Because what the other way procrastination can show up is actually just focusing on all the small things that you're really comfortable with, that you really know how to do, but not that you should necessarily be doing as the owner in your business. So this can look like you could still be doing admin tasks that you could be automating, or you do the things that feel comfortable. So as I go through each of these types of procrastination, we're going to be looking at what or procrastination, self-sabotage. We're going to be looking at what each style is, what each sort of topic is. And then I'm going to be diving into why you do it, because it can be so easy to start beating yourself up and being like, oh, am I doing this and getting it further and deeper into frustration? And you'll see the theme as we go through and we start to look at underlying each of these core types of self-sabotage, exactly what is really at play here. Because procrastination, putting something to the bottom of your to-do list every day, um, you know, um, numbing out by saying, I'll do it later and lifting your phone and then doom scrolling for half an hour, or, you know, going off and hanging out the washing or whatever it may be for you, whatever, however procrastination shows up for you. And we'll cover, you know, sort of how you can start to become aware of that. It is holding you back. It is getting in your way. And I know that if you're watching this video today, you're frustrated with it. You're ready to stop that cycle. You're ready to stop letting procrastination push your goals, your achievements, and your desires further away. So why do you self-sabotage um, through procrastination? 
And the answer is you when you go to do that task, your nervous system or your subconscious mind doesn't see it as safe. It is literally a safety mechanism that is kicking into play. So it's it's sensing some sort of um, distress or something that is triggering your nervous system to say, oh, this, this isn't safe. There's something about this situation that isn't safe. We've been here before. We felt this sensation in the body and we didn't like it. So actually, you know what? Let's go and do something else. Let's push our focus onto something else. And then we get that immediate reward, of course, because the brain is wired for immediate reward. Our brain, our primal brain is wired for immediate reward. So what happens whenever we, you know, don't do the task when we procrastinate and we do something else instead is the brain gets that instant reward of saying, oh, we're okay. We're okay. And then what we're actually doing is we're hardwiring the neural pathway to sort of say, actually, when we don't do the hard thing, we do this thing over here, it feels really good. So we're all we're doing is reinforcing the neural pathways to say procrastination is safe. Procrastination is good. Procrastination keeps us safe. The only problem with that is it also keeps us playing small. It also keeps us dulling down. It also keeps us from taking the action that is actually literally going to move us closer to our goals. So that's the first type is procrastination. And you're doing it because on some level, whether it is the task within itself or what the task actually leads to, the outcome of the task does not yet feel safe to your nervous system and your subconscious, which means there's work there to do on expanding the capacity of the nervous system to hold that. So if it's a task that you know really does feel dangerous to your nervous system, actually one of the worst things we can do is push through, greater teeth than push through, because what we're doing there is then we're expanding the nervous system and it's actually getting stuck potentially in a state that isn't going to help us. So it could be getting stuck in a fight, flight, freeze. Um, and actually that's not going to help you. So what we want to do is we want to build the capacity for the nervous system to hold that task. We call this titration. So it's building the capacity for the nervous system. And I always use this analogy, you know, this, this hand movement of like little bits. Okay, that feels safe. Oh, a little bit more. Okay, that feels safe. And it's teaching our nervous system that actually taking this action is safe. And there's not going to be a detrimental effect. Nothing bad will happen if we do the thing that we say that we want to do. So that's number one is procrastination. Number two, we're going to dive into is your people pleasing. Hands up if you're a people pleaser and you are constantly prioritizing other people's needs over your own. And it can be really, it's something that some people are like, I never actually thought that was like self-sabotage, but it really is because what it's actually doing is it's taking your energy and your focus away from your goals, you know, your action, taking the action in your business, where it is you want to go. And then you're actually diverting that over towards other people and their expectations. So now what we're actually doing is we're doing what others expect of us. And whilst this can be a beautiful, and it's a beautiful way to be supportive and support others, it's also a real key indicator that you're maybe lacking boundaries in your business. So you're not, you haven't got the boundaries in place that say to you, yeah, I really do want to help you after I've finished this task that I'm working on right now, after I've taken this action, after I've completed this, I will absolutely be able there to support you. But it's actually really looking at learning where you're saying yes, because you're self-sabotaging, because you're thinking, if I don't do that thing over there, and this is the why behind it, because often it comes from this desire to be accepted and to be loved by others. And we think if we don't do that thing that they want us to do right now, we're going to be cast out. It's going to create conflict. It's going to um, erode our relationship and then I won't be safe. Um, But if it comes at the cost of your own goals and your own desires, And if we're constantly saying yes to others, but we're not really putting those boundaries in place to allow us to achieve what actually is meaningful for us, what gives us purpose and what causes us to achieve our goals, 
you're literally just eroding your own ability to achieve your goals. So this is where boundaries become so, so, so important. And people pleasing is another biggie. And it's wired much deeper than just, you know, not wanting to achieve something or, you know, it's the same as procrastination. You're not doing these things because you're lazy or you don't want it enough or you're not made for it. All these terms that we hear so often, these are core protection mechanisms. Because if we look at what is driving people pleasing, it is the need to be accepted and loved by others, which is a primal core need. If we look at, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If we look at, you know, what we need to just survive and be on this planet, if we look back primarily, you know, thousands of years, if you were outcast from the tribe, you were likely at risk of death because there was nobody there to protect you. And back then, obviously, it was a much more hostile environment. And whilst we rationally can tell ourselves, nothing bad is going to happen if I just do this thing that I want to do first and then go and help that person, or actually that doesn't align with, you know, my values, or actually that that's encroaching on my time and my space. Um, we can rationally say, I know nothing bad is going to happen, but it's it's not the rational mind that is at play here. It is that subconscious brain, which is the domain of the emotions and its prime, prime directive. The prime directive of the subconscious mind is to keep you alive. So if at some level you're thinking, oh my God, this, you know, if I don't do what that person needs me to do right now, my life is at risk. And I know listening to this, you're probably, but that sounds a little bit like totally irrational. But the thing is, it not, the rational mind is not driving the bus. The subconscious mind is irrational. It's the domain of the emotions and its prime directive is to keep you alive. So we have to work with the subconscious. We have to work with the nervous system. So we have to program the subconscious to say, hey, when I do this thing, it's okay. We have to teach the nervous system that it's safe. Because if up until now, you have been conditioned to believe or, you know, you've been building and building and building and building this neural pathway and deepening it and deepening it and deepening it over time, saying that if I don't do what somebody else needs me to do right now, then I'm at risk. We have to slowly start to work that back. That takes time to really start to reprogram, create new neural pathways and also build that capacity of the nervous system as well. Number three, we're starting off with the three P's. So now we're going to dive into perfectionism. And perfectionism is one that's very dear to my heart. <laughs> one that I struggled with for a lot of time because actually perfectionism can literally feel at times paralyzing, like literally, because you can often feel like you are stuck. And it's that, that sort of like, I can relate perfectionism to the free state of the nervous system. So if you think of it like you have two opposing forces at play in your nervous system, it's like freeze is this concept of, there's a part of you that's deeply saying, I need to do this thing. I need to do this thing. I need to do this thing. And pushing back against that is, but I can't, but I can't, but I can't, but I can't. Can you imagine the amount of energy it's taking for those two opposing forces to keep you frozen? You're expanding an awful lot of energy. And perfectionism is exhausting. Self-sabotage in itself can be exhausting. But perfectionism is one of those things that you constantly can feel like, unless it's perfect, I can't let it go out there. Everything has to be flawless. Otherwise, somebody is going to call me out. Um, you know, it, it, if there's even a spelling error, it means something about me. So you start to make it about your self-worth because perhaps as a child, you were praised for things being perfect, for things being amazing. So you were taught that, okay, I only receive love when something is an A grade or I haven't colored outside the lines or I've just kept it really the way someone else needs it to be. So I haven't let my own creativity flow through. 
you know so we really can move into this place of thinking unless it's perfect it's not good enough and we see this around us in everyday life so this is married back to us a lot in the current state so a really really kind of like it's it's totally relevant but you know like instagram filters you know, unless I am perfect, like I'm recording this video for you right now, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this in audio, I have no makeup on. I have absolutely no makeup on. There's no filter on this, but we have this, and I do sometimes use filters on Instagram. I'm totally going to, you know, um, sort of not sit here and say, I don't use filters. I do use filters now with a four-year-old who doesn't sleep very well a lot of the time. Sometimes they can um, be helpful to hide the, the bags under my eyes, but I don't use them because I feel that they mean something about my self-worth or they make me feel better or that I need to be flawless in order for my message to be heard or my voice to be heard or for me to be seen. But literally getting in this place of self-perfectionism is keeping you stuck because you set the bar so high that you constantly think it's not good enough. So an example of this could be like, you have an idea for a course that you want to put out there and you have all the content, like you literally have all the content. But you're like, and you're like, well, I have to get the perfect recording equipment. I have to make sure that everything is absolutely perfect. I have to make sure it's edited perfectly. I have to make sure that, you know, all the workbooks are perfectly done and out there before you even get it out to the world as a first stab, as a, as a, like a, a beta round or whatever it is. And this can be one of the biggest things that holds you back from actually achieving your goals. Because the thing is, everything requires um, iteration in business. So everything we put out there we're going to get feedback on it. And then we're going to be able to evolve it even further. We're going to be able to deepen into um, adding more elements to it or adding more value to that. But if you're constantly waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting to put it out to the world until it's perfect, it's never going to get out there because there is no such thing as perfection. Um, And again, it's just a way of protecting yourself. So by deepening into perfectionism, you're protecting yourself yet again, but this time we're protecting ourselves from criticism or inadequacy. So we're so afraid of people saying that's rubbish, that's crap, or I'm going to call you out on that because that's not perfect. Um, and the likelihood is, is again, this is us setting these bars so high um, that we think, okay, as long as I reach that bar there, then nobody is going to criticize me. The true matter of life is no matter how perfect, in inverted commas, air quotes, um, it is people will find fault. But that's not a reflection of you. That's a reflection of them. So how is perfectionism showing up in your business right now? And what are you holding back and putting out there, whether it's a podcast, whether it's starting a YouTube channel, whether it's you know launching a freebie, whether or not it's actually launching that course that you've had sitting there, written, ready to go um, for months, a year as possibly. So how is perfectionism showing up for you? Those three Ps are, are three of the key, the most common, the most, um, I guess, debilitating that can really show up almost on a daily basis for, for people. And the other two that I'm going to finish off with, my loves, is no different. Negative self-talk. Tell me, has your inner mean girl come out to play today? You know, those thoughts of like, who am I to think that I can put this out here? Who am I to think that I can be the one who can be the authority in this or the expert in this? That 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 is self-sabotaging behavior. Every time we speak negatively to ourselves, every time the inner critic comes out to play, every time that you allow self-doubt to rule your decisions, to lead where you're going in your business. I mean, negative self-talk, it's just the bane of a business owner's life. And it, it's like, 
business owner. I mean, but before you had your business, I'm pretty sure now you'd have self-talk come in there as well. And it is a self-sabotaging behavior, literally, because I often see it as the little like inner mean girl trying to keep us safe. Again, you'll see the theme by now. We've got to number four. This is all about safety. Self-sabotage is a self-protection mechanism because at some level, whatever it is you're trying to do, whatever action you're trying to take, whatever it is you're working towards, we have not created a level of safety around that for us in our businesses. So remind yourself every single day of your strengths, of your accomplishments, of just exactly how you make the lives of your clients better by being here, by sharing your expertise, by showing up and showing others what is available for them. And actually just shift that mindset shift every day from, you know, I can't do this to I can do hard things. I can't do this. I can do hard things and I will. I can and I will. So, so, so important. You know, it's really about, you know, self-belief, unshakable self-belief is something I'm so passionate about because with unshakable self-belief, we can do so much in this world. You can achieve everything, everything that it is that you see in your mind, everything that you've written down in your journal, everything that you've written down on your wish list, everything you've written down in your manifestation list across the years, it's there for you. It's available for you and it's waiting for you, but it's waiting for you to see that you're worthy of it. It's waiting for you to have the self-belief, to take the aligned action, to create that and bring that into your reality. And that takes work on a subconscious level, on a body level in terms of the soma, the nervous system, really regulating the nervous system and creating safety, getting that um, mind-body connection working in sync, and then taking the aligned action. Because of course, we can get all this, everything behind the scenes in place, but unless we're actually showing up every day and taking the action, and this is where when we go to take the action, this is often where self-sabotage then starts to pop up. Because the minute we go to take the action, our nervous system becomes activated because it's like, whoa, 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 hold on. We, we've done this at some point before and this didn't work out so good. So actually, we're not going to do that again. We're not going to put ourselves at risk. And the mind is then going to start to tell you stories because now the nervous system is activated. The mind's not going to start to tell you stories about, you know, you shouldn't do this. You're rubbish at this. You can't do that. Who do you think you are? So negative self-talk is literally your mind trying to avoid the disappointment that you inevitably think or the failure that you inevitably think is coming. Because it shows up and warns us and says, don't take this action because you take this action. This bad thing is going to happen, okay? Now, it's beautiful that we have these systems that are there to protect us. But remember, what we often perceive as safe isn't necessarily in our best interests. It's a misguided attempt by our subconscious mind to keep us safe. But what it is doing is whilst at some point that belief served you. And I always say this, at some point that belief served you, at some point that belief kept you safe, but it's no longer keeping you safe. It's no longer doing what you thought it would do. So now what we have to do is really teach it to go to the next level. We have to teach it that actually this is safe. This new thing that I want, this new thing that I desire, this thing that right now feels a little bit scary is safe. And I'm going to teach you and I'm going to show you you know, what that looks like. So really reframing negative self-talk and and really starting to replace that with empowering beliefs, empowering self-talk and evidence that it is safe for you to do the thing is really going to support you with that one. And on to the final one before we wrap up, it's fear of failure and success. 
So I've grouped these two together because it's very much the same energy that is driving both of these. You know, fear is a pain in the ass. Fear is the thing at the root of all of this. So at the root of all self-sabotaging behavior is driven by fear. It's fear at some level that something bad is going to happen. It's a fear that we're going to be judged. We're going to be cast out. We're going to be called out. We're going to be laughed at. We're going to prove ourselves right that we couldn't do it. So why did we bother in the first place? Fear that we're going to lose love. Fear that we're going to lose health. Fear that we might actually succeed and actually we might lose relationships, love, health, all of that too. So whether it's fear of failure or fear of success, often the driving um, mechanism behind that is it's, it's a fear. It doesn't matter whether it's failure or success. It's the drive. We think we're going to lose something or something bad will happen if we fail or if we succeed. And it, it's literally the, the fear of failure and the fear of success is keeping you constrained in your comfort zone. Magic doesn't happen in the comfort zone. It also doesn't happen in the danger zone. It happens in this beautiful phase in between those two, which is called the growth zone where we're stretching ourselves, we're pushing ourselves to the edges, we're feeling the edges, we're bumping up against them, but we're continuing to expand. And again, we're doing it in a way that feels safe. So we're creating the capacity to hold. So often I see this a lot where people have boom and bust in their business. Um, And this might've been you. It's something I experienced at the start of my business as well. So I had really, really, really big cash months or I would have really big levels of success. And then I would literally close down because my nervous system and just, we went from this to this, but we hadn't created this beautiful, slow, safe, titrated growth to allow my nervous system to see if the action I was taking was safe. And yeah, I achieved the results because I pushed through, but I put myself into such a state of freeze that I actually went into shock. My nervous system went into shutdown, and this is when burnout happens. This is when we see people just recoiling and reclusing back from business. We see people unable to show up consistently in their business and take the action. It's not because you're lazy. It's not because you don't want it. It's not because it's not for you. It's because we have pushed ourselves beyond the limit of what our nervous system and our subconscious are primed for, capable of, and have the capacity to hold. You have to have the capacity to hold the success that you're desiring and creating. And we build that capacity by taking small, consistent steps that feel a stretch, but not dangerous. Or we're taking the action, but we're also bringing our subconscious and our nervous system along for the ride. So we're not just bringing our you know, conscious brain and our energy along. We have to bring the nervous system and the subconscious, okay? So that fear of failure or that fear of success is literally instinctually ingrained. Like it, it's it's in us. We need, we see it as the need for preservation. So our minds, irrationally so, <laughs> perceive failure as meaning that th- there's a threat to our actual being here, our survival. And that in turn is going to trigger anxiety, stress, and other self-sabotaging patterns that we've covered off in this video, because it'll say, stay here. Stay inside the cave. There's a saber-toothed tiger outside the cave. If you go outside the cave, you're going to be eaten. And that's literally what our primal brains are telling us. But we don't live in caves. We don't have saber-toothed tigers. We live in safety. But the primal brain is running the show. So really understanding and celebrating failure and learning that failure is not, it's never the end. It's not the end. And fearing success, you know, there's so much more we can dive into here. And if you're joining us on the Conquer Self-Sabotage 
masterclass on the 1st of June. We're going to be diving into all of this in so much more detail. So you can start to recognize your triggers and your patterns, and you can really start to understand how you can start to take the practical steps to overcome this. So today I've just introduced you to five different types of self-sabotage. These are just five different types um, of self-sabotage. But on that masterclass, we're actually going to be diving into understanding what your triggers are for self-sabotage and how it's showing up, understanding how it's keeping you playing small in your business and your life, understanding the action that you want to take and quite shifting into a place of unshakable self-belief and actually bringing along the nervous system, bringing along the subconscious and building that safety for yourself is really going to support you to unleash your potential and achieve everything that you desire. So as I wrap up this, let's just go over the key takeaways for today because the first step of any type of change in your life or in your business is always going to be awareness. Awareness, becoming consciously aware of where and how we are self-sabotaging ourselves is the first step to taking and creating long-term change. The first place is understand your sabotage style. Now it can be a little wee cocktail mix of them all, but understand is there specific scenarios, situations, or people that evoke different self-sabotaging patterns in your different self-sabotaging styles. So, you know, in, do some um, scenarios bring out your, excuse me, your procrastination style? Do other situations bring out your inner mean girl? Do other situations bring out your people-pleasing? Start to bring your awareness, okay? But also acknowledge that we're coming at this from a place of love and thanking our bodies and our minds we're keeping us safe. Acknowledge and say, I see what you're doing. Thank it. Make sure that it's seen and heard. Okay. So we're coming at this um, to understand they're rooted in a place of protection, a desire to protect you. These are all self-protection. So self-sabotage equals self-protection. Self-sabotage equals self-protection. So what we're doing when we want to move from self-sabotage to self-belief is we're retraining the brain and the nervous system to see what we currently see as a threat to an opportunity. Okay. So we want to um, embrace that self-awareness um, and we want to practice self-compassion and curiosity. And then from there, we want to create a plan or, you know, um, a realistic plan that's not going to take us from what I talked about from this place of the comfort zone to actually just freeze and shut down. So we're really going to want to create that. And I'm going to dive into all of these more on the masterclass. So if you haven't yet registered, for the Conquering Self-Sabotage and Unleashing Your Potential Masterclass on Thursday, the 1st of June at 2 p.m. BST. The details will be below this video. Um, make sure and come and save your seat because we are going to be really diving into this and blowing this wide open for you so that you can really start to take practical steps every day to start to unravel um, how self-sabotage is holding you back and keeping you stuck um, and really starting to learn how to rewire that and transmute self-sabotage into self-belief. So if you haven't yet booked your seat, make sure and go and book that. It's going to be an amazing section and I cannot wait to hold that space for you. So thank you for showing up today. Thank you for watching this video or listening to this if you're listening to the audio as a podcast. Um, and I cannot wait to see you for the full juiciness of the masterclass um, on the 1st of June. I have loved speaking with you today, my lovelies, about this topic, and I'd love to know what has resonated with you, what has struck a chord, or what your findings are when you implement this within your business. So make sure and come and connect with me and uh, let me know how you've got on.